This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hello, Sarah. So nice to be here. Yeah, and welcome home. Thank you. Yeah, just got back from Ohio. Yes, your your homeland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which for my 30th veterinary school class reunion. <laughs> okay. Isn't that crazy? And, 30 uh, years. It's crazy to me. <laughs> How well attended was it? We had about 50 people show up. It was really nice. Oh, speaking of veterinary, here he comes. Yes, Augie wants to sit in your lap. I should give him a look, and then they'll run away. Get (laughs) get the finger out, and they know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's good to see everybody, and I saw my best childhood friend, Jenny. We spent a lot of time together, and I saw my brother and his wife and my husband's family. Oh, good. So made the rounds, yeah. Good, 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 good. And you got a super cute shirt from a $5 store. I know. Ohio has everything. (laughs) I went to this uh, restaurant called Chicken Salad Chicks, and they just do chicken salad, southern style chicken salad. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, Ohio has all the stuff, you know, every, everything. <laughs> we had a good time. I went to Serpent Mound uh, near Cincinnati. It's What's that? It's an effigy mound. I don't, um, I don't know what that means. It means it's uh, the mound the shape of a snake. So oh. there's two of them in Ohio. There's one that's the serpent mound, and then there's one that's the um, supposed to be a crocodile, but maybe it's more of an opossum or something. And I, <laughs> I haven't figured out where that one is. I need to look it up. But the serpent mound was a place that you know, you'd always go as a school group or something like that. And I went as a kid. And my memory of it is it's this huge mound, and you have to stand way up above it, and you can see the, the serpent eating the egg. And so I said, hey, you know, Jenny, I really would like to go back and visit this place. She was all for it. So we took this long drive. It is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we went like cross one lane bridges and stuff like that. Probably we ways took us a funny way. But anyway, we get out there. There's nobody there. And the place is really not that big. You know, it's, a, it's that thing. The Serpent Mound itself is about two feet above the ground. Stop it. This is like Stonehenge. I know. From- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, maybe as long as a football field. My memory is it's like a block long, you know, and it's not. But anyway, it's a magical place. It really has that feeling. And there's other burial mounds there. The Serpent So it's, mounds, a, it's a Native American site, is yes, it? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they're not really sure how old it is. It may mm. go back to about 4000 AD, I think. I mean... Uh, uh, BC. Yeah. Yeah, or what's, what am I Whatever, supposed to BC. say? Yeah, you're right, before. Yeah. I mean, it's like, could be really old. Anyway, there's different groups that lived in Ohio, and so they're not really sure which group is attributed to. Might be attributed to more than one group. Anyway, that was fascinating. It was great to go back. Mm-hmm. And um, then we went to, like, 
you know, when you live in a place, sometimes you just never see things. Oh, definitely. Because you're like, well, I can go another day so I don't have to go today. Yeah. And also, I lived there before the Internet. (laughs) So I lived there was a time before the Internet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Hard to believe. But uh, we lived in a town called Springfield, Ohio, which is near Dayton. And Jenny and I went through Dayton on our way back home. And well, first of all, in Dayton, we went to Greenlawn Cemetery, which was fascinating. It's where the Wright brothers are buried. Oh, fascinating mm-hmm. cemetery. You know, I lived right next to it, never went to it. And then in Springfield, there's this folk artist who in the 40s made these little stone houses and sculptures and stuff. Oh. It was right there in Springfield. Wow. It was completely free. It was the Hartman Rock Garden. Oh, it was fascinating. And then there's also a Frank Lloyd Wright house. In oh, yes. You sent me, you texted me a picture from yeah, there. Yes. Yeah. They hadn't fixed that up until 2001. So it was Okay. There so you're excused from Yes. For, I am yes. excused from that. But it was great. And in Springfield, Ohio, had fantastic ramen. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? It's this place called Speakeasy Ramen. So good. Place looked like a complete dive. Almost turned around and walked out. I'm like, this is not going to be good because I had a lot of bad food in Ohio, too. I mean, you know, like anywhere. I had some really good food. Excellent ramen. Like Portland quality ramen. Wow. Which is saying a lot. Yes, we have good ramen it here. is. We have good ramen yeah, here. Yeah, good ramen here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the, so the rock little houses and stuff, those are small. They're big. I mean, are they miniatures? Uh, They're miniatures. So the guy had, you know, just, just a normal house, and he built it in his backyard. So it's just in a normal lot. And they range in size from, oh, about two feet tall Then he has some castles that are about four feet tall. And so he made like moats and elevations and, Mm. you know, just all sorts of things. He was very religious. A lot of them uh, had to do with the Bible. Like there was a Noah's Ark thing, but they had an Oregon Trail kind of Mm. diagramma. Diorama. Diorama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, with like oxen and cowboys and stuff like that. So, Uh yeah, it was really fascinating. And uh, he died... I think he probably died in the 70s or 80s and then his wife died in in the night in like 1990s and then a group took it over so uh-huh. Uh-huh. but wow. who knew? wow who knew? wow well lots of good good sightseeing oh yeah and really yeah. good to see people yeah. yeah 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 you like unusual sights it's one of the many your many qualities i love about you <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice to have a friend that will do that kind of stuff with you. Yes, so uh-huh. yes. yes, yes, yes. Well, Molly, we're being a little bit intrepid this weekend. Uh, yeah. We're recording this uh, on the, today's October 4th. We're recording this a week earlier than usual. So, but we plan to go swimming at, quote unquote, our pond mm-hmm. this weekend. And I went there yesterday morning and mm-hmm. it was delightful. I would barely call it chilly. Mm. And after I talked with Amanda on a previous episode where it was super scummy, just two days after it had been clear, and it was very clear this time. So Mm. I don't quite understand how water, you know, kind of filtrates itself, Mm -hmm. but it somehow does. And it was magical and I, it was overcast and I got started just as the sun was coming up, but you couldn't see the sun because it was cloudy. Mm -hmm. So the water was just this side of black Mm. and it was pretty fantastic. Wow. Like I had to talk myself down a little bit from being freaked out. Yeah, because the monsters are more, yeah, they come closer to the surface (laughs) when it's dark out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I did just recently find out that sturgeon don't have teeth. 
we, and so, they live on the bottom. Right, 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 right. But I've all along thought that sturgeon had teeth. Yeah. And there are not sturgeon in our pond. Let well, the record suppose, show. Well, no, that one guy said there was a sturgeon there. Oh, he did? Yeah, he said oh. that supposedly there is a sturgeon down there. Oh, my goodness. And only, right. only one. <laughs> He's mighty lonely. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it was just, it made me feel so alive. Oh, and good. I, ju- I got out and, and I stood up and literally raised my arms in triumph and said, I am badass. Oh, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we could do it on Saturday instead of Sunday because I'm supposed to go to Cor- Oh, definitely Saturday. Yes. Okay, good. Because yes, I'm yes. going to go to Corvallis and see Ellie on Sunday. Good, good. Yeah. Your youngest daughter. Great, yeah. great. All right. Well, let's introduce the topic. So I figured with Halloween, turkey trots and holiday races coming up and Disney races happening throughout the year, I decided it was time to revisit the topic about costumes you can wear while running and i have very little creativity when it comes to this you're better you're much better at it than i am and so we're going to talk to two quote-unquote experts uh first one is amanda morales who is at costume underscore runner on instagram and becky grammons who is one of our brand ambassadors who loves dressing up for races and workouts molly and i'll start talking about costumes to wear while running with our first guest after this break stick around This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our first guest is Amanda Morales. Uh, she's a single mom of a tween daughter. They live near Tacoma, Washington, where Amanda is a recreation coordinator slash graphic designer for the Parks and Recreation Department. Amanda is a prolific racer, which we'll hear more about, and she seems to have no shortage of, of ideas for running costumes. So thanks for joining us, Amanda. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Amanda, tell me how you got started running. So, some coworkers and I decided this was well, 10, 11 years ago. We decided it would be fun to do a mud run when all the mud runs were really trendy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we thought it would be fun. So, we did a couch to 5K program because none of us were runners. Uh, I hated running growing up. And so, we did this couch to 5K program and did this mud run in late October. So, it was really I mean, it was cold for the Pacific Northwest being in cold mud and oh yeah, liked it okay enough to want to try to do uh, Tough Mudder, which was the following September. The mud run that we had done was a 5K and Tough Mudder was 12 miles. We decided we should sign up for a half marathon sometime in the summer to kind of get that distance training in. Did our first half marathon I cried at like mile nine I hated it I hated every like I hated everything about it did tough mutter and somewhere along the line I kind of got hooked 
Yeah, I guess. Now you've done 73 half marathons and 24 marathons. Correct. You are, you're, you're going back for more. I, yeah, you know, something hooked me there. I think it was the running community. Like just, uh-huh. there was never a race that I left feeling like I shouldn't have been there. I don't know. It's just such a fun, supportive community. It mm. is. Yeah. Did mm. you run with your friends? I did at the mm-hmm. time. Um, we were doing a lot of like the silly fun 5Ks, like the, the bubble runs and the color runs, the mm-hmm. mud runs. Um, and then I had done the one half marathon. It took me another year. So it was a full year later before I ran my second half. And I ran with my sister-in-law. And that was the rock and roll Seattle. Mm-hmm. I hope you did you beat her? Uh, <laughs> I'd have to look maybe by a couple seconds. We we'll, stayed, we we'll stayed just, together. Yeah, time. we'll say you did. We'll say you did. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. And I think because the first half marathon I did was like a, just a small local one. And then the second one was so much bigger. I felt the energy from that. And then I found out Disney did runs. I didn't know this at the time. I'm such a Disney nerd. Then it made it a goal to someday run Disney. And I think that's what got me hooked. Ah. So I started running with friends, yes. And they stayed at the 5K distances. And I went off and started doing more half marathons by myself. Yeah. But made made friends along the way. So. Yeah. Yeah. So did you always wear a costume while running or, or what made you start doing it? It was that first mud run. All the advertisements had people in costumes. So I just thought that's what people did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a running outfit, right? (laughs) Exactly. I was like, oh, like people are dressed up and that's what you're just supposed to do is dress up and have fun and quickly found out that that's not what people do. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so what was your first costume and what are your inspirations for your costumes? So the very first costume was the mud run and we were bikini baristas because they were like really big at the time oh yeah (laughs) you're in the seattle area Uh and so we wore like those big oversized um like swimsuit cover-ups that had the bikini bodies on them yeah Mm -hmm. and we made little hats out of coffee cups that said thanks a latte um (laughs) cute and so i don't even know what the inspiration was for that it was just something fun and silly and thought that we could run in easily and then when we were running with friends, like all of our 5Ks and stuff, we would do like fun socks or a fun shirt. Mm. What'd you dress as for your first Disney race? So the very first Disney race was the inaugural Dumbo Double Bear Challenge. And so mm-hmm. I did the 10K on the Saturday and the half marathon on the Sunday. And so I did Cinderella for the 10K and Rapunzel for the half marathon. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Mm. So Just- it was fun. Describe a little detail of, of those. I mean, how did you put together Cinderella and Rapunzel? I, I imagine there was a long uh, wig or, well, you have long hair yourself, so you maybe didn't need a wig for Rapunzel. I found, I think it was at the Disney store. They had this long hair piece for kids. Mm. And <laughs> so I purchased that and attached it to my hair. She holds a frying pan in the movie. She takes a frying pan with her for protection in the movie. So I found this little plastic orange one, <laughs> really cheap, but I spray painted it black so it would look like hers. And I carried that throughout the race. Her pa- Pascal, her little chameleon, uh-huh. I found a little stuffy of him and I sewed him onto a wristband. So he ran with me through the race as well. And then Sparkle Athletic mm-hmm. has like sparkly skirts. And so I use those a lot for my base and then kind of build around that. Mm-hmm. And I found a tank top that matched almost perfectly with Rapunzel's top. Mm-hmm. And so then I added ribbons and accessorized the sleeves. So I added fabric on the sleeves to make it look kind of puffy like her sleeves are. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I try and find, because I do it so often now, uh, inexpensive pieces or 
like just hand stitch stuff onto a tank top or a top mm-hmm. or a skirt so I can pull it off easy and reuse it. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think hearing you talk, I'm struck by it's oftentimes the little details of that if you are really doing say a character from a movie to think about what it is you know so maybe if it's i don't know rafiki you have your little staff that has the the ball on it or something like that like i love that you not only found a plastic frying pan but then you went to the effort to spray paint it black like Mm -hmm. those are the type it's about executing the costumes and and i'm impressed with that so talk a little bit more about that so i think that's what i really enjoy and get into is um you know, when I'm out training for these races, that's when my brain starts kind of thinking of different ideas, how to put it all together. You know, one of my favorite Christmas costumes was Clark Grizzle from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah. Cute. And it was just like running leggings that I wore because it was December. So just running leggings and I had a white button down shirt. So not really the most practical running <laughs> clothes, but I've gotten used to running in non-practical stuff. <laughs> and then just a sweater that I found at a thrift store. But the thing that tied it all together was I found a little squirrel <laughs> at the pet store. Like it was like a dog toy, but it was a little squirrel. And I hand stitched him on the back of my sweater. So you know, the oh. scene in Christmas vacation where he runs up the mm-hmm. stairs and he runs down and the squirrel's on his back. Yeah. <laughs> so then I ran the whole half marathon with this little squirrel on my back. So. And did, did people figure out who you were? They did, yeah. And, oh. and that's what makes it is a squirrel, because otherwise you'd be like, ah, but once you see the squirrel, then you pull it all, it comes all together. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very savvy. Very good. So do you ever start from like a traditional costume pattern and then work out? Or do you always like think more like running gear and then move from that? Try and do running gear and mm-hmm. move from that. I've, I have ran in, like I ran the Marine Corps Marathon in as Rosie the Riveter and I wore denim coveralls. Wow. Oh my gosh. And wow. it, yeah, it was, it was. That's really, some chafing. It was. <laughs> and it was humid. So I remember like taking off the top and tying it around my waist because it, it was all one piece, but I had pulling the top down and tying it around my waist. So I had a tank top underneath. So I think after that, I was really trying to base it around running clothes that I could just mm-hmm. accessorize or like I said, kind of hand stitch stuff on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a really long way to run yeah. in denim coveralls. I know. I see those people that run, you know, like as in the full costume, you know, yeah, like or... as a giant dill pickle or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you were doing in the Rosie, the Riveter. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> do you sew at all? Like, I mean, do you work from patterns at all or not really? No, I mean, I do. So I don't, I know, I don't know how to sew well. So it's great for writing costumes when I can tear it back <laughs> apart later. Mm-hmm. I have made like my daughter Halloween costumes in the mm-hmm. past. So it's very costume based. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't know how to sew actual clothing. Mm-hmm. I have my sewing machine, a lot of hand stitching and a lot of hot glue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> and safety pins. You know, you... The, the safety pins from all the race bibs come in handy. Have you had any big fails? Like, oh, that fell apart. You know, like I can't, you can't glue that on or carrying that one thing was just the worst or. So one year, I think it was 2016, Beat the Blurch was on my birthday. And I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Beat the Blurch, but part of it is like these little characters saying, relax, sit on the couch, eat yeah. the cake. And so there's the couches and the cake on the course. And so I decided to run as the big birthday cake, slice of birthday cake. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, I I couldn't do it. I had to ditch it at mile three and then come back and pick it back up for the last three miles because it was just beyond impractical. <laughs> Wait, so you just <laughs> left it there by like behind a, a bush or something and then came back and put it back on? 
at an aid station. Yeah, I was like, can I leave this here? Because it was an out and back. So I knew I would be coming back by. Okay, how did you do birthday cake? <laughs> I it was this big cardboard. Oh, boy. It, yeah. yeah, bulky, obnoxious. It looked really good for photos, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good for running. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you ran a very special race in mid April in the most fabulous costume that so perfectly fit with the race. So tell us about that Monday marathon. So, I mean, of course it's every marathoner's bucket list. Didn't think I'd ever get there, but decided, you know, I'm going to make it happen. Ran for charity because I know I'll never qualify. We should say you're talking about the Boston marathon. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So last October, they offered a virtual Mm-hmm. The, a virtual option. And so I ran the virtual and during that virtual, I was like, I need to make this reality. Like I really, really want to be there and experience Boston. And so I ran for charity and like, I knew, I knew right away, like I dressed as a uniform because it's the Boston marathon's mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know exactly how I would do it yet, but I knew it was going to be some form of unicorn. Mm-hmm. And then running for charity, we had to wear their uh, singlet that they gave us. Mm-hmm. And so it was building the costume around that. So I had to have the shirt seen and shown. Mm-hmm. So everything was built in order oh, to still okay. be able to wear that. Yeah. Your your little headpiece for the unicorn was so adorable. It wasn't like you just put a horn on your head so you look like a narwhal or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it almost had kind of a Scandinavian feel in my mind to it with the the embellishments that you put on. So tell us about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I just got a cheap headband and some felts and some sparkly foam mm-hmm. and the unicorn horn, of course. And then flowers this year, they added, it was like celebrating women. Mm, yeah. And mm. so they added like the touch of lavender in with their traditional yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. And so I got flowers in those colors and then glued everything together. Again, hot glue It's amazing. <laughs> so I just glued everything together and assembled it. Didn't really have a specific plan in place. It just kind of was placing stuff and it looked good. So glued it down and I was really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. It was super pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk briefly, uh, the costume aside, I know that may be, um, you know, heresy to say that. Talk about what it was like to, to be there, to get, get to Boston. It was sur- like being in Boston was surreal. I was going through like a really, really rough place in my life at that time um, had just filed for divorce mm-hmm. and so being there it, it was everything that I needed hmm. at that moment you know one of my girlfriends dropped everything and came with me last minute to be there to support me Aww. the entire city just like comes alive and is so excited for the runners to be there and so supportive it was like nothing but positive energy mm-hmm. and like I said everything that I needed at that moment yeah, just surreal. Like people talk about how amazing Boston Marathon is and it lives up to that. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So is that your best ever racing costume, your unicorn? No. Okay. <laughs> then, then what's your what's your favorite? So I was elf on the shelf one Ooh, year. Fun. Which was so fun and it was so easy to make, but it just like really popped. I love that one. Some of my favorites. I was a prince one year for rock and roll mm-hmm. and that one was really fun not oh, most yeah. practical but fun and Lots Kurt Cobain of- for Seattle rock and roll oh stop oh, it how, <laughs> how'd you do that one I got these like really stretchy uh they look like denim but they were kind of workout pants uh-huh. um, oh, checkings uh-huh. and then just a Nirvana t-shirt and an old flannel mm-hmm. uh, I have long blonde hair so I kind of pulled it up so it looked like shoulder length mm-hmm <laughs> 
did like a little goatee with oh, eyebrow cute. pencil and <laughs> did it stay in place for the whole race? <laughs> I mean, was it smeared? It was a little, it was a little smeary at the end, a little sweaty. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so that one was fun. Is your friend Courtney Love? <laughs> did she run? Yeah. <laughs> Never did see her on the horse. <laughs> and then Nutella for Be the Blurge, like because of that costume, I met so many people and made so many friends. And so that was, that's one of my favorite that stands out too. I have to say, I saw that on your Instagram feed. I, I don't know the Blurge cartoons well enough to know what is the deal with Nutella. So in the comic, he talks about laying on the couch, drinking Nutella out of a straw. Like that's what he would rather be doing than running. <laughs> I made a, a headband with a Nutella lid and then I put a straw sticking out. So it looked like <laughs> Nutella that you could drink from. You are so creative. I know, right? It's fun. That's where, that's where I am. Um, like that's where I shine. Uh-huh. Well, sounds like you shine in more than one area. You've got got a great running history and all that. And then you also hike with your daughter and get her to uh, dress up with you. Yes. So we love we love being outdoors. We love being in the mountains. We try and run to the mountains any chance that we get. Mm, nice. The running she doesn't love like I love, which is fine. But she loves to dress up, so she does it so she can be with me and she can wear a costume. So. Oh. <laughs> What are some of your, your costumes together? Last Christmas, we were snowmen. That one was really cute and fun. Aw. For a Halloween run, I was Cruella, and she was a Dalmatian. Aw. How old's your daughter? She's now 12. Aw. I bet she was so. cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did another Christmas run after I had been Clark Griswold. She was Clark Griswold, and I was Cousin Eddie. <laughs> um, so that one was fun uh-huh yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh i have to say i love that movie so much it's a funny one and mm-hmm. uh particularly because my dad loved it so much and he just nearly laughed himself silly when he saw that. i mean it is such a silly silly movie i think it i might have to cue that one up again in december mm-hmm. um so, okay, so let's go back to those denim coveralls and okay. <laughs> anything else, you know, comfort and ease of motion is something that really needs to be considered when planning a running costume. Otherwise, you know, I would seem to think that that marathon probably seemed like a hundred mile ultra or something like that. So any other advice in that area? I think using running clothes as your base mm-hmm. is a great option and stuff that you've ran in before that way, you know, you know, it's comfortable for the most part. A little goes a long way, I found. Mm-hmm. And I think those are like the most successful ones and the ones that, of course, are going to be the easiest to run in. I'm not the best to give advice for practical because, like I said, <laughs> that's not always the first thought for me. Uh-huh. So, so like, I know in one turkey trot you went as it looked like uh, you were a piece of pumpkin pie. Yeah. And, and so that your outfit, what your costume was predominantly white, I assume, to make you look like the whipped cream. And then, the, the, but then was that um, pie slice that it definitely seemed 3D? It seemed like it was stuffed. Mm-hmm. A- and so was that made out of felt? And was that your trusty hot glue gun? Or how did that come about? The base was cardboard and then uh, like butcher paper, orange butcher paper and brown oh. butcher paper. And then oh. stuffed with like batting. Oh, wow. Oh. Then just ribbons to tie on. So it was all running clothes except for that top layer of the pumpkin pie. But it was tied around my neck and then around my waist. So that's how it's kind of stayed in place. And it did pretty good. It didn't shift a whole bunch? No, it didn't shift a whole bunch. And I tried to make it not too wide where my arms could still do a natural Mm -hmm. swinging motion and wouldn't get in the way. 
Awesome engineering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember for one, I guess the holiday half here in Portland. Remember that year we did that? I'm pretty sure we did that together, Molly. Yeah. And, uh, we went somewhere, I for, like Goodwill or something. I found a felt advent calendar that was quite large. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember pinning that like on the back of my running vest yeah, or something. Yeah, that like, worked. And it was shaped like a Christmas tree, as I recall. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's about as clever yeah. as I get. My daughter and I were Elsa and the snowman or the other one. I don't know. She, But she's so little, she just took a child's costume and kind of <laughs> tore it apart and wore it over her running clothes. And then the snowman, I just wore white with some black buttons and a skirt. It wasn't very, wasn't uh-huh. super cute. But anyway, we had, we had fun. One time, though, I dressed up as a slug for a Halloween half. And <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cute. I had like these streamers to be like the slime trail and stuff. <laughs> And, of but, course you did. But of no, course you did. and I had like an antenna, uh-huh. and you know, like a headband with it. Nobody got it. Nobody got it. And I didn't run with friends or anything, so it was just like by myself in this weird. <laughs> you know, they're like, uh, "What are you?" Anyway, were you dressed in brown or some like kind of neutral tone? I think I had white on, and I think maybe I made a little cape. You know, like everything I do is super cheap, so I probably like cut up a bed sheet and tried to make something and it, it was not executed well is what I'm trying to say. Nobody yeah. got it. If nobody gets it, it's no fun, right? Yeah. What's next on your calendar for running and what costume do you have planned out? I am registered for a 5k with my daughter at the end of the month for it's uh, Wicked Fast. That's a Halloween theme. That's a good name. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We haven't 100% decided like I mentioned, I'm kind of in a transitional phase right now, going through finalizing a divorce. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my costuming stuff is in storage. Mm. So trying to utilize what I have. Yeah. So I, we haven't completely decided. We'd probably look through and see what I have here. We talked about maybe doing Rare Rose and Maleficent. Mm. Oh, we're, okay. we're Disney nerds. So we love anything Disney. Not sure yet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to look fabulous no matter what you pull together. And we want pictures. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you, Amanda. And good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Our next guest is someone I recently got to hang out with at the Twin Cities Marathon booth. It's Becky Grammons, who lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. She's the mother of two school-aged sons, and she works part-time at a legal publishing company and teaches fitness classes. Becky completed her first marathon earlier this year, and she whips up costumes for herself and her family members. So thanks for chatting with us, Becky. Great to be here. Well, hello, Becky. Can you tell me about your running background? Yeah, so I used to be the person that said, I only run if I'm being chased by an animal. Um, (laughs) And then a mom's group that I'm in online decided to do like a virtual run club. And I was like, hey, why not? So I started with the Couch 5K when my youngest was about one and a half and he's now eight. So when I first started running, I told my husband, I don't think this is going to stick. I really, I don't get the (laughs) horse high, like I don't know. And he was running, I was running and he was walking next to me. So that just tells you the speed. (laughs) We are very different runners. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, all right. Tell us about your marathon last January. How did it go? Yeah. So it, um, well, it was a marathon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I actually injured my back right after my 17 mile run. So I never ran longer than 17 miles. And the three weeks leading into the marathon, I ran seven and eight miles as my longest run. So my only goal was to finish and not get caught by the balloon ladies and to enjoy myself. So 
I was saying one and done. But then some friends caught me in a moment of FOMO when I'm doing another one. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Yes. Classic marathon story. So what did you wear for your marathon? And was it a good choice as far as comfort? Yeah, I mean, I tested it. I always say nothing to one race day, just like everybody should follow that rule. Um, So I had tested it out for Halloween and I thought I made the right adjustment. I live in Minnesota. My January marathon really wasn't something I could test out a running skirt in outside. So the inner skirt, so I was the French can-can girl from Small World because I was running at Disney World. And the tool layer kept sliding down. So once I got to Animal Kingdom and was so frustrated, I wanted to rip the whole thing off. I went into the bathroom. I took it off and I had pinned it so that it would be easy to go to the bathroom. So it was only pinned to the front of the underside of my skirt. Mm -hmm. So I just flipped it so that it was all in the front and nothing in the back. And that worked out really well. So it was like adjustment on the fly, but it worked. So I didn't have to just throw it in the garbage can mm-hmm. and 17 or whatever mile that was. I was going to ask you if you could pee in it. So there you go. You answered that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so Becky, I perused your Instagram account and it doesn't seem like you wait for a race to dress up. So tell us about putting together costumes for spirit week workouts with that mom's running club you belong to there in the Twin Cities. Yes, we do different spirit weeks and we'll do like dress like your kid day or dress like your kid, like your kid day. We did a 90s day and that was actually when we were virtual. So I was like the only one dressed up, which was fine. <laughs> and of course, you can't really work out in a flannel shirt. So that didn't last very long. But the uh, very dark lipstick really stayed on quite well during my workout. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get your costume ideas? It depends on the race. So one of the Halloween ones that I did where I didn't have a Disney race to do, I went with a punny type of costume, which that race is an out and back. So it was really great to like see people running toward you. And as I said, I'm not the fastest runner. So a lot of people ran back towards me and just seeing the look on their face as they were like, what is she? What is she? What is she? Oh, a fork in the road. Oh my gosh. I (laughs) love it. It was my favorite part of that race because it was pretty warm that day and it was a really hilly course. Um, so yeah, having that like added, oh my God, I love your costume. Like as they're already past me was pretty mm-hmm. fun. So tell us how you pulled that one off then. Yeah. Um, that was just black pants, a black shirt that actually was a race shirt from a previous race that I turned inside out. And I cut out yellow duct tape that I had from a different costume because, yes, I am not above using duct tape on my costumes Mm -hmm. um, to make like the road. And then I cut out a fork out of regular duct tape and put that across my chest. And I was a fork in the road. (laughs) And how big are we talking this fork is? Because I'd be like running past and not be able to discern because of my, you know, middle aged eyes. I mean, it was probably about six inches or so. It wasn't like, comically large but it was big enough to like see the tines of the fork Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that might be the first time someone said the word tines on our podcast so thank (laughs) you for breaking that ground i love it (laughs) so you get ideas from puns and you had that on your on your shirt is what i'm envisioning right yes yeah the fork was on my shirt okay so any other places you get ideas from besides puns like do you go to pinterest or yeah, I definitely peruse Pinterest. I'll 
come up with some ideas of like, oh, these are the characters that I like. So I mm-hmm. want to do that. And then I'll just go on Pinterest and start seeing what other people have done because all of the favorite characters are ones that people have done a million times. So you kind of want to try to put your own spin on it, but you also don't want to be like so far off that you're like, who are you? Mm-hmm. So you've so. done it for your family members when you've run races. So what have been some of your family member costumes and like for your son doing a 5k? Yeah. So, um, in 2020 we did Disney and the boys did the one mile. And since they were both doing the same race, the other time we had done Disney, when they ran, they did two different races because of their ages. Um, so they were Ducky and Bunny from Toy Story 4, <laughs> which was kind of a problem because I made their hats and the bunny ears were kind of big and we all flew that time. So I made them wear their hats. Stop it. Stop it. Because oh. I didn't want them to get squished and like the Ducky feathers on top. I didn't want them to get broken off in the suitcase. Yeah, they weren't very happy with me, but (laughs) they're really good sports. Mm -hmm. And my favorite that I did for my husband, so he did the Dopey Challenge this past year and he willingly ran in a Dumbo costume. So it was a gray texture, gray shorts he wears all the time. And then I did like a collar, the red collar with the yellow trim. And then he had on a yellow stocking cap. Yes, I know it's Florida. Yes, I know it was January, but it was hot. So I felt really bad, but it was only a 10K, as we said. But I also fashioned some rather large ears out of um, like a tech material for him to run in with pipe cleaners holding them out. But he's really fast. So the ears didn't really have the same effect because they were kind of blown backwards most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw the, it looked like you had drawn out the um, design for it on a, look like to me like a inside of a shopping bag or something like that and they were mighty large they were mm-hmm. mighty large yes yeah. he would yeah. like, well you're making me wear this i'm like it's gonna be so great <laughs> <laughs> so did he get any good photos because i mean that's that's the all-important thing he did but you know since he runs fast like the ears weren't as visible as i would have liked them mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. priorities honey you gotta st- yes. see the photographer put your hands behind the ears make them stand out yeah a little adjustment get your ears up <laughs> right, right exactly um okay becky so when we were hanging at the amr booth at the tcm expo i recall you saying how you look for existing items that can be incorporated into your costumes at which point i was like no 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 save it for the podcast save it for the podcast <laughs> so so this is it this is the podcast so spill yeah so what i like to do is use running clothes because there's nothing worse than getting some uncomfortable areas from (laughs) a costume so all of my costumes are built off of running clothes whether they're things i already have or things that i buy in the right color or something like that so the nice thing about Disney races is you have to plan so far ahead to register for them that you don't have to start training, but you can start doing your costumes. (laughs) (laughs) Costumes um, comes before training, huh? I mean, I did have most of my costumes done before Adobe training started in June. So, I mean, it's a good distraction to not think about how far you have to run to get to the start lines. But I needed like brown leggings. Or shorts. And I was like, is brown an easy color to find in shorts for running? Uh-huh. So I found those right away. Oh. Um, red tank top, going to be Dale. So just draw some red on my face and I'm done. I did add some of the yellow, like Starburst or whatever, his Hawaiian-ish shirt. So that was, my cricket has come in handy for a few things recently. 
I'm going to do Snow White, but I didn't want to do like a big Snow White costume. So I got some yellow shorts, which my son was like, that's not the right color yellow. And I'm like, use your imagination. (laughs) (laughs) These are also on sale. So they're perfect. And then a blue tank that I think I'll add some details to Uh just to make it more Snow White instead of just a blue tank and never underestimate the power of a giant bow on your head. So (laughs) (laughs) yep, then it pulls it all together. Already tested the giant red bow in a run, so that should be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you know, it sounds like you do wear shorts because so many people wear the sparkle athletic skirts, which when Dimity and I have dressed for Disney races, we definitely utilize that because of their mere kind of gossamer sparkly quality. It it feels costumey from the get-go. So it sounds like you go the shorts route instead. And and what are some other key elements? I mean, do you use arm warmers or you know, it sounds like you use a lot of things on your head. So she- yeah. Um, so when I did our eighties costume for rock and roll, Las Vegas did the leg warmers and the gloves and all that stuff. I don't recommend fishnet gloves. They kind of get annoying after a while, <laughs> but yeah, either because I'm Minnesotan, but I also am a hot runner. I usually plan for both pants or shorts just to be mm. cautious. So like when I did Bo Peep, I bought two pairs of pants because I was like, if it's hot, I'm just going to cut one pair off. So the day before we left to fly down, I was checking the weather. I'm like, it's going to be hot. So I now have a pair of pants and a pair of shorts in the <laughs> same exact style. But I was very glad that I did because that was one of the hottest years on record and they shortened the full marathon that year because people were dropping like flies. So, wow. 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 Well, that's a good idea to have a backup for whether it's cold or hot. Uh, What's your favorite costume that you've done? I think my favorite is the Bo Peep costume. Mm -hmm. I went a little off her original costume because I couldn't find a flip belt in light pink. And I love to have my flip belt for my extra water and hydration and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I went with dark pink instead of light pink. And I got a giant dark pink bow that was the same color. And I actually found some custom fabric that I was able to make like the lacy part of the front of her costume out of. And my mom is really handy. I am not when it comes to sewing. So I borrow her sewing machine or I just bribe her to come over. (laughs) (laughs) Which usually works out the best. So yeah, I think that is my favorite costume. I did run that full half marathon with a toy shepherd's hook. Oh my gosh. Which I thought I was going to dump it off with my family when I saw them, mm-hmm. wherever I saw them. And then I was like, well, I kind of want it for the finish line. And so I just kept running with it and wow. it wasn't that bad. It was a very lightweight, like if you were going to run with a prop, you definitely need to consider how long the distance is and how uncomfortable you're going to get. And I could have shoved it in my flip belt if I wanted to, to like be hands-free, but it was okay. I was able to do the whole thing, but now every time I'm like, okay, it was annoying after a while. Do I want to carry anything in my hand again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 So, okay. So you have your mom do some of the sewing. So are you a proponent of hot glue as our first guest was? Um, I do love hot glue. I do love duct tape. Mm. In 2017, it was the very last Avengers half marathon weekend at Disneyland. And I, at the time, I really didn't know who any of the Avengers were. My boys were still pretty little, so we weren't into superheroes yet. 
And so I decided to do a mashup because I love Moana. <laughs> She's got the girl power thing going. So I mashed up Iron Man and Moana and I was Iron Moana. Oh my gosh. And I didn't want to have to sew like all of the details of the Iron Man costume onto my tank top. So I went the route of duct tape and it worked really well. And then the center, whatever that light thing is that he... I mean, I'm super into Avengers now. I know what all these things are called. The light source on his chest, like his heart or whatever. Right. Put the Moana like wave on it. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So I have to ask, you know, so when you're running in one of those races, do you talk to other people who are wearing costumes? Like, do you feel an affinity for other costume runners? And and do you ever say like, oh my gosh, I love the trim on your cape. How'd you do that? Or, you know, kind of pick up tips as you're going along or is that not something you do oh no i totally do i always oh, am good. like hey cinderella or hey snow white like just calling people by their costume name which really makes you feel like when you're running when somebody like calls you out it really kind of gives you that boost like they know who i am it's really great but yeah i definitely like chat i'm i'm one of those people that talks to everybody and even when running i'll be like oh my god look at that i love how you did blah 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 mm-hmm. nice well, that makes it fun it does. It also passes the time. <laughs> yeah. And you probably find other members of your costume family like, oh, wait, they're my dwarves. And yeah. there's my lost sheep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, there's Woody. Come yeah. here, Woody. Let's run together for a minute for this photographer. <laughs> yeah. How fun. So uh, what costume races do you have coming up? And do you have an outfit planned? Yeah. So I am going all in on Disney this fall and winter, not all in, I'm not doing all of the Disney races for the season. We joked that I should, but I didn't, <laughs> but I'm doing all three at wine and dine and all four at marathon weekend. And oh so I have gosh. costumes for seven races, which is a problem because I always test my costume at the Halloween race mm-hmm. and I only have one Halloween race and I have seven costumes to test. <laughs> so you're going to have to wear them on your run. You realize that, that is like the biggest example of first world problems yeah. I think I've I know, ever heard. I know, a couple of first world problems. Yeah, so what I decided is like I can wear a lot of the pieces in my neighborhood and nobody's going to give me a weird look. Well, maybe <laughs> not too weird of a look, but I don't think I can get away with running in a tutu around my neighborhood. So that is the costume that I'm going to test out at the Halloween race so that I can not look like a complete lunatic running through my neighborhood in a black and white tutu trying to be Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In Portland, wow. people wouldn't give you a second look. You yeah, could wear exactly. whatever you wanted. <laughs> True. Oh, there she goes. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seven costumes. And I feel like you need like a private plane to, you know, carry your costumes. <laughs> Well, luckily, I'm traveling solo, so I don't have to pack for my whole family. I have the whole suitcase to myself. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right, Becky. Well, we want to see photos on the Another Mother Runner Facebook page because um, I'm in awe of all of this. Love your creativity. Yeah. Thanks a lot for talking with us, Becky, and sharing. Thanks for having me on. Wow. I I just bow down to that type of creativity. Absolutely. So do you have a Halloween costume planned? Oh, my gosh. You know, the funny thing is... I. I remember thinking of one a bunch of months ago, but now I realize I didn't write it down. So no, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't think I have anything planned either. Yeah. I feel bad. I love to dress up. Yeah, we were going to be something together. I'm not remembering. We'll figure it out. Yeah. 
We got we got time, Malls. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody could turn our puffy running vest, which we just debuted, into a costume. I should put lay down that challenge for people. It's uh. So we debuted a limited edition puffy running vest that we're taking pre-orders on, and depending on where you live, it's either the ideal fall winter outerwear or it's the perfect layering piece for chillier weather. It's a navy blue that's so rich, I originally called it deep sapphire blue on our Ooh. website until a colleague called me out on that and was like, um, Sarah, just call it navy. So it's um, it has embroidered on the left chest, says another mother runner in some really pretty colors, and then it has our shoes embroidered underneath the words. So like I said, we're taking pre-orders on this limited edition beauty through Sunday, October 16th, and then the vest will ship in early November. So to check it out and to place your order, go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on the store link in the top navigation. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Many happy, perhaps costumed miles. 